Welcome back to Stories RPG, uh, the game that we play to tell stories together. Uh, today, I am joined by the amazing Scriv, Amanda, and Dan, who are playing Giga City Guardians, which is our superheroic story of epic adventure, giant, massive tales of mayhem. And uh, you can play it at home. All you got to do, go look up patreon.com backslash stories RPG if you would like to make your own heroes and play a parallel plot line that eventually will meet up with the heroes in the show. Um, I'd like to just quickly give everybody an opportunity to say hello and introduce your amazing heroes. As always, Firefly, you are our leader, our shining light. Please, would you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Amanda Weldon. I am the host of Stories Podcast. And today I am Jillian Jays. I am Firefly. I am a high school student and I'm also a superhero and the leader of the Giga City Guardians. Woohoo! Who do you want to kick it to? Are you going you gonna to point at uh, Animus or Ape? Let's go Ape. That's the right choice because I'm Dan playing <laughs> Ape Canaveral. He is a test pilot extraordinaire. He's got an aviator jacket. He's got aviator glasses. He was blown up at an experimental engine test and now he is invulnerable. That's Ape Canaveral. And uh, Scriv, why don't you go next? Thank you, Ape. Uh, I am Scriv the Bard playing Animus, office worker turned superhero, still trying to figure out her powers. Champions of the city, defenders of the peace, heroes for justice, the Giga City I thought in your intro, Dan, the one thing you forgot was pantsless. I, I, I thought I'd add that. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't you don't need to wear pants when you're when you're in it. Apparently not. Legally, legally they can't make. <laughs> they can't make you. They can't make me do it. <laughs> All right, I would like to set it's the canon. scene. It's in the lore. That's it. That's it. There's been a there's been a court case. You've actually won in court. You have a piece of paper that has been decided in your favor. Ape v pants. Yeah, that says yeah. Can that be the name of this particular episode is Ape versus Pants? Victory Ape. Um, okay. On that note, uh, let's talk a little bit about victories and public opinion. Because when we last left you in the, the massive crater left by the Megapede invasion, you had just been broadcast on nearly every social network by a series of drones that were hovering above the golden armored team that seemed to get there before you and clean things up with very little help from the Guardians themselves. Um, and today, I'm going to ask you all, this is going to be, how many days do you want to have passed? Do you want this to be the next day? Do you want this to be within the week? I, I want to reveal some things, but I want to know if there's anything in particular you do before the next day. I imagine you're all exhausted and need to go crash. I feel like we'd have to get We'd have to get Animus settled in at least a little. Like, I, I would definitely want to share the information that I learned. Mm, um, let's do that and and like explain what exactly it was that I saw connected to those mega megapedes. I guess we can just kind of say yes, we discussed it. If we don't want to, how about we say back at the lighthouse, Amanda? What do you want to? 
Yeah, I think I understand having some time passed so that animus can settle in, but I also don't think too much time has passed because I want to be keeping track of the symptoms from the um, the stuff that they yes. that's in my veins. Perfect. Okay. I think that's the most critical thing right now. So the next day, it's a Saturday, no school. We're all gathered in the lighthouse bright and early. I, I actually think you probably you probably are there late at night. Um, and I will say that Jillian, your mom has same shown day. Up. I like same day. I like same day. I think your mom has been called in as the as the doctor of the 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 hour, as she always is when you get oh, into yeah. super scrapes. What? So for those yes. of you who don't know the history, good- uh, yeah, Jill, would you like to say a little bit about Ma? Um, my mom is named Anne, and she is a doctor, and she is great, and she is really helpful uh, in these kinds of situations when something's gone wrong. And she is she's really nice. I. She also has like a really Minnesota kind of accent, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. That was something that was in the. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Don't you know? Like I can't do much better than that. I'll do my best. Yeah, just think of Bobby's. It's world. optional. You don't have to really do it. So you're at the lighthouse. Um, the the uh, specs is like got the launch pad open when y'all come staggering back in, and there's this feeling in the air. It's the only person who seems untouched by it is is Ape. Abe looks like he's he's having a great time, but the rest of you, there's this like silence. It's almost an awkward silence. Um, Animus, you're having trouble because you're really feeling like you want to give Werebear a hug because um, you know he doesn't feel right. In fact, you know a little bit more than that. You know that he has been unhoused for a few weeks now and that he ended up at the lighthouse because he didn't want to tell any of his friends that... Uh, his day job didn't allow him to pay rent. Um, Giga City is an expensive place to live. So he's feeling ashamed in a, on a number of different levels. And you know that and you're feeling it yourself. And when you get there, your mom is there, Jillian. And she immediately runs over and she's like, get out of that suit right away, young lady. You know you you can't afford to be careless. I don't care if you do have all the super tech that Grandpa Jack made. It won't save you if you're careless. I know, Mom. I'm sorry. Thank you for coming. I know, Mom. I'm sorry. Thank you. I know you're playing the sweet card just so you can get out of it. Come on. Get that thing off. And then she looks up and she goes, what happened to you, big man? Uh, Werebear is kind of scratching at the back of his neck. And he goes, and who's your new friend? Almost Scottish there at the end. Almost Irish. I don't know. It was very, very Irish the whole way I just want to applaud through, that accent right here and now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's bad. It was perfect and I that love it. That was amazing. No, it was no, perfect and it, I love it. Please. It was, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. So thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, she says, what happened to you, big man? And he like, he goes, I don't know. One of them little buggers got me in the back of my neck. And he kind of turns, he goes, can you see that? I don't know. Feel like something back there. I, I'm going to blurt out, they injected something. Okay. There's a moment and everybody turns and looks at you. And uh, and immediately, Dr. Ann looks, looks directly and she goes, you're going to have to explain a little bit more than that. Oh, that was way too Scottish. I'm sorry. I don't know. Nope. It was exactly the right amount. <laughs> no, Jill's mom is Minnesota by way of Okay, Scotland. great. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, it, it never made sense for her to have an accent anyway. It was just something that I did. But like her dad is Grandpa Jack, who's in the story, who like hasn't like 
speaks and not a that same accent. And then so it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. So whatever is fine and perfect. It's Giga City. It you is. have a mishmash of people from it's everywhere. It's a melting pot. It's fine. Yeah. This is a fantasy world. <laughs> she she looks over at Specs and she goes, "Can you figure something out? I I don't have all the an MRI, I suppose." She she shakes her head a little bit. I'll save you the time, Doc. My vitals are perfect. Not only that, my vision, 40-40. That's twice as good as normal. Oh my you don't God. have to check me. Um, she she looks over at Specs and rolls her eyes, and then she looks back at you, Firefly, and she goes, can you call one of your other friends? Who who Who's good at keeping him busy? Who who do you think Ape would, would normally pal around with? Who's kind of like a lot, la- maybe Crimson Cannonball, maybe... Uh, Who's who else is on the team who like the Tower Twins seem like they wouldn't be like pal around. Maybe Riptide. Let's do Riptide. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Riptide. Does that yeah, work? Riptide sounds good. She goes, she looks over at Spec. She goes, Cole, Cole, Riptide, go on you. She waves at Ape and she's like, you two onto those beds now. Uh, a few scans later, Specs is shaking his head and he goes, uh, and he looks over at, at, at Dr. J's and he's like, do you want to tell her or? And he, he looks kind of nervous and he goes, sorry, Jillian, I just, you know how I get. This isn't good news. You're not going to like it. Uh, okay, that's fine. Just spit it out. I'm not going to get mad. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Animus? Yeah? There's a lot of tension in the air right now. Yeah. Specs and Dr. Ann have been looking at some some readouts and like mumbling to each other. The two of them have been under a couple of hyperbaric chambers. Werebear's back in human mm-hmm. form. And uh, they've been arguing with each other and kind of muttering and like looking really scared. And you can feel the anxiety pouring off them in waves. They're really worried. So anxiety off of the mother and Specs. Both. And the level is way higher. Like Specs is more anxious than he was when the alarms went off. You don't know how anxious Dr. Ann usually is. But by comparison, this is the weird part. She was low level when she showed up. So she wasn't that worried about Jillian when she came. For some reason, she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, normal superhero. It's okay. She gets beaten up all the time. She's great at this. Um, Now she seems really worried. Okay. So I, I was thinking that while they were working, I was going to relay everything I know and everything I saw to them. Okay. What do you, what do you know? What did you see? So explaining what I saw with the one who came close, seeing the forceps, seeing the spikes coming out, thinking back to what I saw in the lab that now could possibly be part of this, but I don't have enough of the background information to piece everything together. The biggest piece you remember feeling from Werebear is, Ooh. you know what Werebear feels like when he's, when he's well. He was starting to feel like he wasn't himself. And you couldn't put your okay. finger on the how. I will relay that. It was a sort of system level. He wasn't. He wasn't right. in his Something's right skin. Something's changing. Something's changing. Okay. Now, quick question yeah. for for you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Do I still feel this, or was it just that snapshot in time? Well, there's not you, like a continuing link there. You're not completely bonded with, unless you would like that. If you want a constant empathy bond with Werebear, we could make that be the bond that you added to your sheet. Or we could just make I already it a, feel like I overstepped 
personal boundaries with the first bond. Let's maybe keep it. Maybe I am more attuned. Like if I focus, I can pick up on it more easily now, but maybe not a constant link. So let's say it's like a radio that you, it's like hearing music in the background. I know the channel. You can turn up the volume at any time and you can listen to channel Werebear, um, you know, broadcasting on all frequencies uh, anytime you like. It sounds like a little bit of rockabilly, um, and uh, a little bit of- I was of, just uh, thinking rockabilly, a little yeah. country, some bluegrass maybe. So- Southern culture on the skids. Maybe some random uh, Zydeco in there too, thrown in just for kicks. Some red some red Elvises maybe. Yes. Yes. So- uh, Something is changing them. Yeah. Uh, Specs and Dr. J, you say that, you like walk up and you're like, something is changing them. And they look up at you and the anxiety just washes over you. And Dr. J looks at you and she goes, I don't know you. What, what is it you know about my daughter? What happened out there? Uh, How do you know all of these things you say you know? I understand what you're feeling. I promise you, I do. She gives you that look of like, the, the, the immediate look people give you when you say, I know how you're feeling. That look of like, don't you tell me you know how I'm feeling. You can tell Dr. J's has put up with people saying that to her mm-hmm. and does not like the line. But then there's this moment where she looks at you and she sees in your eyes that you genuinely mean that you know how she's feeling, like literally know how she's feeling. Um, do you want to explain? And I'll, I want to try to kind of, as I'm explaining it to her, I want to kind of get a vibe like, mm. would they respond well? Would she respond well to me like taking her hand or something? Or or probably not because she doesn't know me. But I, I want to try to, as I'm explaining things and trying to assure her that I want to help, introduce just a little bit of that not the same way like with the calm down in the first uh instance but just introduce a little bit of calm just to help her mind get that clarity you you basically do something that's basically take a breath um i like by the way that there is an ethical uh slippery slope in your power uh, that basically every time you're talking to people you are really close to making an unethical decision to alter the way people feel because it's uncomfortable for you to process their emotions. And I'm very aware. That's a of, super of, danger. Of that fact. That's that's a yeah. downfall and a half. And and it probably led to some really awkward situations that highlighted the fact that oh, this is a thing that I'm doing. I think you're yeah, <laughs> I think you're new to it too. You're still processing and learning to know when to put the yes. brakes on. So you there's this moment, there's a beat Jillian, you you roll over and you see them sharing this moment. Um, and you can see like she's actually taking your mom's hand. Your mom is not a hand holder. And they're kind of staring at each other and looking really intense. But like, there's like a, a moment of calm. Do you want to interrupt this with like a, is somebody going to tell me what's going on kind of a moment? It might look weird too, because if I am deliberately focusing mm. like on a person or a being, my eyes are probably going to go kind of weird. Oh, I like that. I, 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 like, I like having that kind eyes. of visible, observable thing. Yeah, the pupil dilation where you yeah. go. So that's that's great too, because a, a little visual effect goes a long way in a story, right? A little mm-hmm. bit of description. Very subtle, but it's there. Okay, so Jillian, you see this? This is, yeah, this is all great. Like, I, I mean, it feels like you're having a moment, but also like I, I'm very concerned with what's going on and I, I would like to know the answers. So could we please just like... Hurry. Yeah. Specs looks up and he looks at you and he goes, oh, um, okay. And he turns 
and he hits the thing and there's a little um, there's a screen and he throws up a helix of reddish molecules and he goes so that's um that's the spore the one your grandma made those things were injecting it into people gross <laughs> I don't like it. Gross. That is such a teenage response. Swirl of emotion and processing, and then outwardly gross. I know the long pause and then gross. Uh, Doctor Jays is like, it's more than gross. It's it's terrifying. I I don't. She kind of puts her hand in her hair and she goes, "This family," and then she starts to cry. Um, you can tell she's having a moment. Uh, she she kind of holds a hand up and she goes, I'm sorry, Jillian. I just need a second. And then she kind of like gets it together and she breathes and she wipes her eyes a little and she says, you know, no, no matter what happened, I kept telling myself it, it wasn't going to happen to you. And then she says, okay, Specs. So how do we do this? There's got to be an antidote, right? Specs. Can I hug my mom before we? Yes, move on? I was. I just want to hug my you mom. Do. You hu- roll to hug your mom. <laughs> no, no, I just get to do it. <laughs> Animus takes a step back because one thing I will not do is stop someone from feeling their emotions. <laughs> she lets you go for a moment, Jillian, and she kind of looks at you and she she kind of wipes your eyes a little and she goes, "We'll figure it out. We we've, we've done bigger, scarier things, right?" Um, does somebody want to inject the, so is anybody going to mention Tusk Corp moment? Like who's going to have the, like, I know where we're going next kind of a moment. Like we need somebody to be like those jerks. I thought, I thought the, that this came from Tusk came out during the, when I was like trying to info dump. There's no proof. You don't have like, you know, you didn't see a megapede. Oh, it's, I think. You think. Okay. We think that it's connected, but also like- we had these golden men like that were wearing like branded garments like they were you know identifiably from tusk and like the many circumstances of that whole the megapede situation like felt obviously orchestrated and it would have to have been orchestrated by these tusk people um and i, I agree that i think a lot of the evidence that we have at this point is like circumstantial but there's just a lot of like connections and ties and then plus the things like the megapede things already looked like the uh scarlet king stuff anyway like it looked like we we recognize them and now we have these spores that are definitely the same material that was created by the Scarlet King. So even if, I mean, we probably wouldn't be able to like prove it in a court of law, but I think at this point we can certainly say that Tusk Co. is for sure associated somehow with the Scarlet King and the Scarlet King's legacy. And I don't know how I would, I think, I I think we're curious now about like what their intentions are and how they got here. I would love to jump in here with a, with, with Riptide and Ape Canaveral on the couch. Um, so, uh, when he pops in, he goes, Hey, Ape, what's good. He gives you the big, the big, like two high fives. Oh yeah. Double high five. And then a double low five. And then there's, there's some extra, there's some stuff in there. And I say <laughs> some hips involved. Hey, Riptide. He goes, so how's it hanging? My little monkey, dude. He says, oh, uh, pretty good. Hey, uh, Riptide. Do you know why, you know why the fish blushed? He goes, he goes, okay, I'll bite. Why? Ooh, it saw the ocean's bottom. <laughs> he goes, hey! You end up on the couch. There's like a bunch of like palling around. He's like, so, bugs, man. That sounds really lame. 
Yeah, they were nerds. But also, listen, those Tusk guys totally sent those bugs, right? Is that what we think? He, he, uh, he, when you're saying this, he's already turned on the TV and he's like, dude, check this. There's a live broadcast. Um, and it, it is on, uh, it's on Giga City Central, which is the Giga City News Network. Um, and here's what you hear as you tune in, as Riptide points over. Um, you hear. Katie Nguyen here for Giga City News. This was the scene downtown yesterday when a new team of heroes saved the day from a monstrous swarm of brick-red megapedes. While the Guardians did make a showing, it was these golden heroes who grabbed the city's social media feeds with their flashy moves and looks. Oh, and this just in, we're going live to the downtown plaza where Fred Tusk of Tusco is introducing these new heroes to an adoring public. You guys go live and you see there is a huge crowd. Fred Tusk, who is famous for being an outsized uh, presence and kind of a con artist. Uh, Others just say that he's got a big personality, but he is famous for making giant moves and doing risky things and succeeding. He's made unbelievable amounts of money for the city, uh, and he's also made uh, an unbelievable name for himself. So uh, they go live. He's standing on a, uh, a platform that has been built outside of the Tusk Corporation headquarters, which is a giant double building that is uh, almost as tall as the lighthouse. And it is in gleaming gold, which tends to be his trademark. Um, They tune in and you see him and he says, today's events just prove what I've been saying all along. We can't allow unlicensed supers running amok. Oh sure, Firefly and their little team have helped the city, but they're not required to. I mean, nobody even knows who they really are, but they could be anyone. And where do they get their income? How do they uh, fund that huge tower, the Battlesuit Technology? Unlike Tusk Corp, whose fundraising is all open and public, these people are hiding. They could be working for anyone, be anyone. And and what about the brick problem? Firefly, (laughs) if that is Firefly in there, supposedly took out Scarlet King, but now we've got reports of bricks popping up all over the city. And the Guardians, where are they? At Tusk Corp, we've been tracking the sightings of bricks among us, and we are committed to hunting down those monsters, not letting them run amok in our streets. And that is why I brought together a new team of superheroes, Giga City Gold. These heroes had been trained and equipped with the latest tech and will be working in full communication and collaboration with city officials. They're not just vigilantes with some unknown agenda playing at Heroes. So, without further ado, let me introduce the members of Giga City Gold. You guys see a raid on the stage behind this guy. All the supers you saw, plus one more. Um, This one, first of all, they all have no mask. All of them have gold on. Uh, The guy who you had a particular hate on for, Jillian, um, he's got these enormous boots that go from his knee to the ground. They're almost a perfect cylinder. You can't even see his foot out of them. The guy behind him, the one who he was riding on, massive, hulking, but almost no armor. 
The gold is like spandex, and he looks like he is just made of muscle. Uh, he looks like a wall. The two twins are sort of leaning against each other. Each of them has a stylish coat. You realize one of them is cut asymmetrically to the right, the other one's cut asymmetrically to the left. And finally, there's, the last person has a giant shock of bright pink hair falling in a really stylish way across his forehead, shaved on the sides, a whole bunch of tattoos, and is wearing a sleeveless vest in gold and crossed gun belts that look like they're covered with video game controllers? Literally, video game controllers. You're pretty sure those are video game controllers. They look like they're every different kind of controller you've seen, including some retro ones. Um, and they look like they're wired to something clipped at his belt. Tusk turns and introduces the first one. Up, down, it's all relative. With the personal gravity field that lets him choose which way is up, he'll never let the city down. Gyro! Gyro flips in midair, soars up, stops, turns, falls sideways through the air, all the way across, and then does the same thing back and lands behind. The next person, the giant guy, he says, a real heavy two-ton is the master of his own mass, which means he's tougher than a truck and 10 times as strong, but also light as a butterfly. As you watch, he bounces a bit on the balls of his feet and he lifts off the ground and literally just stays floating there. Doesn't do anything, just hovers there. This massive dude. Uh, then he says, turns to the two twins who are leaning against each other and he says, Who's the fairest of them all? Mira. Or maybe it's Mira. Able to leap through reflections and multiply, Mira Mira is the mistress of Mirage. Um, they, one of them touches the other one on the shoulder and literally disappears into the gleaming shoulder pad and then pops out the other side. And then the same thing happens again. They do a little like chain and then they stop. You realize that each of these heroes has something that is reflective on them. And you have a moment of like, oh. Uh, finally, he says, the ultimate tech. Ape turns the channel. <laughs> you know, and okay. I, I imagine Ape, like, Ape flits on, like, ultimate cornhole for a second. <laughs> like, just completely oblivious. Like, this kind of is boring, huh? And then everybody shouts him down and changes it back. But yeah. Jillian, did you have a line there? I look, You looked like you had something. You were like, boom, hold on. No, I just, I wanted to finish hearing him. I'm, I'm not bored and I wanted to finish hearing about it. So I just, I would yell at Ape and I- She was in and out of character, Matt. Tell us about yeah. the video game controller, dude. Okay, that's yeah. actually, when, the, when they get to the last guy, Specs gets really excited and he's like, wait, no, he can't be. That's totally not. And he says, the ultimate tech hero able to connect with any machine, keep this city running at peak efficiency, and stop any mechanical menace before it starts, and a top-ranked esports athlete, Ellipsis! Ellipsis just looks up, and he's been fiddling with something in his hands, and when he gets called out, he just looks up and he goes, he just like kind of waves. It's like a little finger salute kind of thing. A little finger salute, very, very casual, like, I, oh, I just noticed you were there. And then he goes back to playing whatever game he's playing. And at this, like, Fred Tusk brings it all back and he says, So great! I'm glad we've got the Guardians. But lucky for us, we've also got Giga City Gold looking out for the good citizens of this beautiful city. Thank you, everybody, and good night! And they cut back to the broadcaster who's talking about the fact that Tusk is working on a vaccine um, that many of the people who were in the Megapede attack 
uh, seem to be recovering under the medical care that Tusk has provided. Um, they're working on a cutting edge biotech to try to help them uh, deal with the poison that was delivered by these creatures. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Animus actually stands up and yells this at the TV. I I think the gig these these golden what are they what are their names again? Riptide's going to be the one who's like Giga City Gold. It's like it's cool, right? It's got a ring to it. Yeah, because it's all marketing. This is all just like this is they're not looking out for the people of Giga City. They are looking out for for Tusk and the and the his financial interests because if he this is what Tusk. I'm very does. upset. This is very stupid. I'm very mad. This is yeah, because it's just it's it's capitalism, and I hate it. This is exactly uh, what mad. Tusk does. Even before they kicked me out of that lab, I wanted to quit working for them. Everything they do, every research project, every contract, every new department that they open, it's all trying to get more control. I hated it there. I hate it, and now we're seeing this. And I'm starting to get really worked up. And uh, everybody, angry. yeah, everybody in the room is like, and there's like, a, there's. And I'm wondering a, if any of that bleeds out. Well, there's there's a collective me. intake of breath. Werebear's the one who seems most agitated. He's like, he kind of stands up and he's he gets a little shaggier and he's like, yeah, what are we going to do about it? And he's like, like kind of like like you can see the flexing and he's starting to get really. And I look over at Werebear and think. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, you could put a if you put a hand out, you realize you could calm him down if you could calm yourself down. Okay. Okay. I, I'm 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 gonna have that inkling and go, okay. And just kind of like calm down my breathing a little bit and try to keep an eye on my periphery as like a little personal experiment just to see what happens. Okay, he's like I've got my bracelet. I've got my bracelet and still, I'm kind of clicking. He's still kind of looking around. You know this is also his own stuff. Uh Dr. Jay's yeah. holds up her yeah, hands yeah, and yeah. she says all of you, we need to think about this and we need to consider what we're going to do next. Specs, how are we doing on that antidote? And Specs looks up and you realize he was texting, Jillian. He, he kind of like looks a little startled and then he's like, I've got, I've, I've got it running the sequences. I, I don't know. Uh, it'll take some time. Who, who is he texting at a time like this? He's been on his phone a lot. He was on his phone before. What's, what is he doing? I'm very frustrated. Are you going to say anything? What are you going to say? Yeah, maybe I'm going to say that. Just like, who are you texting right now, Specs? Like, what's more important than this? He looks like kind of like embarrassed and he, he actually starts turning red. Specs is really bad at being embarrassed. Um, and he, he kind of goes, it's just a friend. She was worried. And then like after he says she was worried, he realizes how it sounds and he looks even more awkward and goes even redder. Okay, um, so Specs... Uh what was she worried about? Did you tell her what we were doing? He goes, like, no, 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 no. Of course not. And he goes, but, you know, there was a megapede attack in the city. And, and, you know, everybody's checking up on everybody. Haven't you checked your phone yet? No, I've been busy. He goes, yeah, no. I, I don't check my phone. Phone checks me. <laughs> Riptide goes, bruh. Dang it, ape. So uh, Spex looks up and he goes, sorry, Jillian. I just, I guess I haven't been able to keep my head straight. He goes, I'm worried too. I just, I feel really dumb not having any powers. And he kind of looks down and he goes, I mean, I want to help, but I don't always know how. Ape says, hey, hey, man, I get it. I was once like you, but then I got strong, fast, and smart. And now here I am. So listen, what we get to do, these tusk guys, 
they've done they've done exactly one good thing in their whole career, and that was making the mistake that made me. Otherwise, no good. I say we go in there and we just smash them up. Good old fashioned smash them. Hey, Animus, you just heard him say that he was made by Tusk. Just exasperation. Just <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so that's where we're gonna we're gonna leave this. Uh, everybody, Doctor J says first. You're going to get back in bed, Missy. And she points back at the hyperbaric chamber and she says, and you, big man. And she she uh, she points at Werebear and she says, the rest of you, you better summon everyone else. We need to have a council. Everybody needs to be there. And Specs, she says, if you've got it running the analysis to do the, the antidote formulation, then maybe you can also check a little bit about social media. Do some research. Find out anything you can about what they've been up to. Anybody else have any bright ideas? She looks around. We don't like the smash them idea? Well, I like that <laughs> She idea. ignores you completely, Abe. She just like, doesn't even look at you. She says, oh, you'd like to smash someone. You just got here. Calm down. I feel adequately chastised. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a heavy mo- Dr. Mom energy coming from Dr. J's. She does not mess. Um, she looks at you and she says, I'm sorry, honey, what was your name? And she holds out a hand. My real name or no, no, Animus. <laughs> she, she, she kind of like raises her eyebrows and shakes her head a little bit. And she says, well, welcome to the team. And then she, uh, she says, all right, everyone off you go. And, and, uh, so everybody starts getting on the horn and calling up the reserves and trying to get a hold of all the Giga city guardians. Jillian, you're put in bed. Uh, so is Werebear. You guys are conked out in your hyperbaric chambers. Uh, ape, I don't know what you want to get up to. You seem like, the, the biggest danger is just Ape is going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> like, I've got, I actually want to go talk to Ape. Oh, excellent. And Jillian, do you have any like people you want to check in with on your phone before we cut to that scene? Do you have anybody you want to text? Like, oh, by the way, your phone does have a message in it. I want to know what the message says. It's Jorge. You have his number from a study group the two of you were in. Sure. Yeah. What does is, what is Jorge have to say? Crazy news. You okay? That's very nice, but I, I don't want to just give it a thumbs up. No, I'm not gonna. I'm, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say that. That would be a, leave him on red. Yeah. No, I am going to. Um, a thumbs up would just be cruel. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, you? Question mark. No elaboration. Uh, and maybe, and I wouldn't maybe spell all those words like out okay. all the way. But like, you know. He gives you two thumbs up emojis. And then right after that, he says, got notes. Um, and then there's an uploaded file. In ca- And then it, at the end, he says, uh, in case you need them. I, this is very nice. And I, I feel a little like overwhelmed because I expect him to be kind of a jerk, but he's not a jerk. And like, I'm also in a weird uh, mood because of the spores in my body. So I'm going to do... Um, I, I want to do, I, now I want to do a thumbs up. Like I want to like do the, I want to like react to the message or maybe even, maybe even, maybe a heart. You even. heart the notes, heart the notes. I'll heart the notes, heart the that's, notes. That's, yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. We got a heart react. To the notes. Yes. A heart she, react to the notes. She loves the notes. I love school. Yeah, I love school. Love right, there you go. Yeah. Ooh. Robot nerd. Remember. Um, so, uh, ape and animus, this is your, your moment. Animus, what do you got to say to the, to the ape? Hey. What's up? So 
I don't know if my badge has been deactivated yet, but I kind of kept it when I left. Riptide is, leans over and he goes, hey, you're the new kid. I saw you on the TV. You like roared at like a megapede. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. He's like, high five. Yeah, I kind of took her under my wing. No big deal. He goes, what are you talking about badge? Dude, do you have even a costume? Dude, she needs a costume. I I don't I don't need a costume. It's it's okay. I don't know if I even really I was just here to help, I guess. Um uh let's not talk about employment right now. Do but... you have powers though? Cause you must have powers. You like scared a giant mutant bug. Like that's not like an everyday person kind of thing. I mean, have you ever tried to roar at a giant bug? Maybe you could do it too. Mm, good point. He he thinks about it for a second and he you can see you can tell it's taking Riptide a while. He's, he's doing one of these. He's like, no. But he goes, see? Next mutant bug I meet, I am totally taking a page from your book. You should totally roar at it. He's like, awesome. You never know. He, like, he goes in to pound it. Do you pound it back? That's the only question I have. Yes, I do. Okay, when you do, he's like, and like blows it up. And you have and this moment the, of like- But like a split second too late because I'm not quite sure what's going to follow with the pound, but I just go- Super awkward. Um- <laughs> So, Ape, he's totally jacked this conversation from you. You realize Riptide's the kind of guy he just, he gets involved in yeah. everything. He means real well, but I don't know how serious you want to be, Ape. It seems like she's talking about having a badge. While this is happening, though, like with with the thing, I'm going to pull out the badge so only Ape could see it and go, like, kind of dangle it a little mm. bit. It's like, mm, I still have this, and then put it back in my pocket. Hopefully no one else saw that but Ape. I look at her, Ape looks at her, and Ape looks at Firefly and says, Maybe me and you should take a walk. And if that walk ends at Tusk headquarters and something gets smashed, that's nobody's fault. It's just. I'm not saying we need to do anything big and crazy. We're just taking a walk. Okay. I am kind of worried that they do know my face though. We got a whole room full of costumes. Come on. Come yeah, on. Come that's on. why you need a costume. That's what they're for. <laughs> so does that mean I work here now? And I ask Ape that question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't officially given me the authority yet, but um, just talk to the nerds. They'll get you a badge for here. Whatever. It's fine. You you and me, we're just going to get you a quick mask, and then we should just okay. take a quick look at Tusk and see what we can see. Maybe before they get out of the chambers. Costume montage? Yeah, we'll do a costume Okay, montage. so there's like a series of like... <laughs> like you awkwardly coming out from bo- like from behind somewhere wearing a different uh, ridiculous su- uh, super outfit. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Some of them have like <laughs> giant masks. Other ones have like weird like lightning bolts. There's like a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, do you want to settle on a look? Do you want like a cowl? I feel like you could do really well with like a really big cowl with like, you know, that covers I'm, the head. I'm feeling a cowl. Okay. And, yeah, like, I'm kind of feeling a cowl. Something that I could still be sort of... Cause I don't like to draw attention to myself. And you could do like the short, the short cowl with like, you know, like this piece and then like, you know, mm-hmm. some like structured jackets under some, you can always do belts and straps. That sounds pretty cool. Superheroes always do belts yeah. and straps. Do you want big clunky boots? Do you want high boots? Do you want like cool skirts or like giant I'm cloak? I'm a fan of like the Doc Martin kind of boots because my, my usual attire is going to be like blue jeans, t-shirt, leather jacket. Okay. Kind of thing. Just like street clothes. So when you walk out, you've got this like big deep hood. It's got uh, a short, a sort of like a, it's like split right here and it goes across the yep. shoulders, but it doesn't go any lower than yep. that. 
And then underneath there's, uh, it's basically leather. Um, it's a leather jacket, but it's like cut so that it's like, it's, it's tactical. It's got armor plates built into it. And you- sounds pretty cool. And you've got like, basically leather pants, which is the first time you've done leather pants, but big clunky boots. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure how I felt about those at first, actually. Seems to complete the look. You put them on and like, when you come out, like both Riptide and Ape are like, dude, yes. And like, they seem to think this is a great outfit, but it's up to you whether you want to take it. You know what? I'm going to take their word for it. And as long as I still got my like pockets, as long as I still have pockets and that little charm bracelet, I'm good. Okay. Um, and cutscene. You guys are going to be at Tusco, and I'm going to get you into some trouble so that Jillian We're can come. We're actually going to Tusco. I'm going to I'm going to get you into some trouble <laughs> so Jillian can come save your bacon later. Um, so save us. We don't require saving. Uh, I don't. Yeah, think no, you're going to be fine. It's going to be great. Amanda. I think you will require saving. <laughs> I'm excited to come and save you. We will 100% require saving. <laughs> I mean. But that's okay. And Animus is is asking themselves, oh, why did I show that badge? Because I'm an idealist. And you know what? I just had a thought that maybe we could do something. But darn, this is foolish. <laughs> so Specs, by the way, while you're in the hyperbaric chamber, uh, Specs has been looking at social media feeds. And he's talking to you through the through the hyperbaric chamber while you're resting. You're noticing that there are all these social media feeds that have blurry shots of what look like bricks. And there's a lot of posting on different forums about these bricks. Why aren't the Guardians doing anything about them? There's monsters in our midst. Who knows what they're doing to the groundwater? I don't know what's going to happen to my property uh, values if we've got mutants in the city. Um, And there's a bunch of like stuff being connected to the brick sightings, but it's weird stuff. And Specs keeps calling up different videos and different like threads. And a lot of them are like kind of punk kid pranks. There's some like some golf course got like all of its holes filled in. Somebody busted out a bunch of animals at the local uh, the local aquarium and set them free. At the aquarium? Yeah, the aquarium. One of the weirdest ones is people have been reporting fish in their toilets. There's some weird blurry footage of like, the camera coming up on a phone, there's a toilet seat and they flip the toilet seat open and something like does a really startling move and the person pulls back and like, it's gone. And, uh, and everybody's like, there's, nope. there's a whole lot of this. <laughs> Gerald, you forgot to flush the toilet. Oh, Call the plumber again. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, you know, on the, on Get these the videos, plunger. there's a shriek. There's like, ah! like, so you guys are looking at all these feeds and, and specs specs looks at you and he's like, I don't know how I missed all this. I I guess I've been, I don't know, focused on other things. And he kind of like looks a little embarrassed and he's like, but yeah, it looks like people have been seeing brick-like stuff for a while, though you no know, really good footage. Are they actually, I mean, is this something that he has missed or is it just that everything's popping up right now? You ask him that. You're like, is this something you missed or is this something that's popping up right now? And he goes, these posts look like they've been legit here for a long time. I mean- these threads have been up for a couple of weeks, and then I'm that I'm that I'm disappointed, <laughs> I guess. But I well, he goes, he shakes his head and he goes, I mean, I haven't been looking at a lot of these sites as often as I used to, but I didn't think I'd miss it like this. And he's like, especially this sort of thing. Yeah, I I feel like specs. I think I feel like you're preoccupied. I'm sure I I kind of feel like whoever you're talking to on your phone, you have like kind of a big crush on or whatever. And I just really feel like it's really important for you to like focus on what we need to be doing right now. 
because if this has been going on and you didn't notice it and that's kind of your job, then then clearly like your personal life is getting in the way of you doing the work that you need to be doing. And that's making everyone else suffer and it's making us look bad. So I need you to like step it up. There's a moment of silence and he's looking at the computer screen and not at you. And then he, he, uh, he, he sort of turns and he goes, that's rich coming from you. And he goes, you worried about PR? And then he, he kind of shakes his head and he goes, look, okay, we didn't have a great day, but this is not my entire life. And yeah, I get it. I got roped into this the same way you did. And we wanted this originally, but I'm in high school. He looks at you. He goes, you're in high school. I don't know what you think your life's all about, but I'm not a superhero. Granted, you got the suit and you are, but I'm trying my best. And honestly, Jill, I don't ask for much and I don't do much except this. So yeah, I got a life. And yeah, you need to deal with it. I'm sorry I missed this, but I'm not perfect any more than you are. You got a couple of holes in the back of your deck that say you don't always do it perfect either. We're going to try our best. I'm going to look out for you. You're going to look out for me. And I meth up. But don't give me so much for it. And then he kind of turns around and looks like really huffy. Um, I feel like the holes in the back of my neck thing is a low blow. Yep. He felt like you're, you're like, you got to get it together was a low blow. It's escalating. I, I am too angry to talk to him right now because I, I think that this is one of those things I would have to like walk. Specs is very important to me, but like right now I'm just really, really mad and I don't feel good because I still feel weird iciness in my veins or whatever. And like, and now I know that there's spores, which is gross. And I just, I'm going to have to walk away from this conversation, but I'm pretty angry. Yeah. The problem is you're in the hyperbaric chamber. So you're like, I am going to walk away from this. And you're like, Oh, that's so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Can I mute him? Like, I don't want to talk to him anymore. I need him to be muted. There's a beat. And then he like, he's like, I'm really sorry. I just, I'm scared too. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. I don't want to get lost. (laughs) While they're distracted and very deep in conversation, you see ape leading, leading animus badly trying to stealth. But they're so distracted. We, we I think we get by. I'm leading Animus down the back stairwell with the key card in my hand. So how do you want to get to Tusk? Because you're very noticeable, Ape. And now Animus is in full superhero gear and looks like a cross between like, you know, the Grim Reaper and a biker. So you guys have a, you know, you got a vibe going on. You're not exactly like, you know, stroll down the, the street full on. How you want to get over there? This is why I thought street clothes would be better, but it's too late now. The leather pants are on and they ain't coming back off. Okay. <laughs> it was hard enough putting those things on. <laughs> the leather pants are on and they ain't it's coming back off. I've committed to this yeah. life now. Okay. You have made your way through the city. You've been keeping to the the rooftops. Ape is really good at doing the leaping and he's been uh, being fairly reasonable about helping uh, Animus across. You guys show up to Tusk Plaza um, and it's near the wharfs and there are these two gleaming towers. As you get closer, all of a sudden the building beneath you, you're standing on a rooftop, it shakes. The entire building trembles with the force of a rolling explosion. And behind the giant boom, you hear alarm signals begin to blare from Tusk Tower, and you can see the light of fires in the distance and hear yells, shouts, screams, and sirens. 
There's a glance beneath you into the alleyway, and a face looks up temporarily. It's brick red. It hisses and then runs down the alley. y'all now that we have established that you are at the edge of uh, of tusk corporation and there is some kind of mayhem going on in the streets below and bricks are involved it's time to wrap and it's also time for shout outs so please um feel free holler each other out for the things that you thought were great we'll add lines wherever they think where, wherever we think they belong um i would love to hear what y'all are thinking and what what moments stayed with you in the story it's a great way to celebrate each other scriv Okay, first, I, I know I kind of, we did like a mid-game shout-out before, but your characters, Michael, each one is so distinct, and the voices you use, it is a joy. Such good voices. Every time, with the mother and specs, and then as soon as you said Riptide, I had this idea in my head, like, please make them Surfer Bro, please make them Surfer Bro, and you delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the name Riptide, when I read it, I was like, oh, well, that guy has a surfboard. We know. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I have fun playing all (laughs) of them. I think Dr. J's is now my favorite. Like, I love playing Big Mom Energy. Um, She's awesome. Like, as a character, she's awesome. I I can't imagine as a parent what it would be like having a superhero for a kid and trying to be supportive and trying to be encouraging and then also having to sew them up when they get infected with super mutant viruses. Stressful. And- yeah. Especially after having lost your father and your husband to similar, like to, to this kind of uh, activity. So it'd be really, it's like high stakes. It's really scary. Um, and she's very like generous, I think with her loved ones. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying not to access the whole, like you guys are probably all suffering from serious trauma At angle. I'm trying to keep it light. Let's keep it heroic, but boy, it's there. <laughs> I would love to shout, there's so, gosh, there's a lot here. Ape, thank you for taking the, first of all, this is a Scriv and Ape. This is like a, this is a crime animus and Ape moment. <laughs> I love the fact that you two are the first ones to be like, you know, we could just go do this on our own. Let's go. I like, I love that as a subplot. <laughs> it's always good for a story when it happens. I yes. love that you pitched it, uh, Animus. And I love Ape. I love how you just caught it. And we're like, yeah, of course. Let's just let's take Let's a take a walk. That was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Amanda, I liked you arguing with the specs. I think you did a good job. That was intense. And I can tell it was hard Mm. for you. And so I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it's fun when there's getting like high stakes emotional content, I think is is, mm-hmm. is fun. I also I will do a shout out to Ape for as much as I sometimes roll my eyes. I do think that your uh, jokes and the things that lighten the mood and move things forward are very uh, important and good for pacing and and really uh, and always like they're always good. Good job. Ape appreciates the compliments, but he doesn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, I wanted to say thank you for playing through that scene with Specs with me because I've been planting those seeds and I love that, you know, I like to, as a storyteller, lean in to create those emotional moments because I think oftentimes in, you know, superheroic fiction and in any fiction, you can get kind of into like 
stuff happens, we react, action, action. And I want stories to be about people, right? Yes, I, I couldn't mm. agree more. And I, I, yeah. So thank you for being willing. I was like, I was like, oof, I think I want to lean in here and have Specs have his like, you don't own me moment. And I love that you like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to try this and see where Amanda takes it. And I thank you so much for rolling with it and, and playing back. That was great. Thank you for including it. I really, um, yeah, I really love when stories have, are about people and are about, you know, and I think the superhero stuff is very fun and cool. And, but I, I'm, I'm much more connected to like the conversations and the characters and things like that. So that's, thank to you. me, a setting is a frame. The, the people are what, what's in the picture. And that's, uh, I love that you guys have all leaned into that. There's been so much great, like bonding. Does anybody have a line they want to, they want to throw out there that they would like added to their sheet or that they think somebody else should get from all the stuff that went down today. Could do Animus and Ape have a bond in their in their sheet? I was, thinking that, I was, I was thinking that too. I want to save that for Let's after. Let's see how the it caper, goes though. first. I want to see how this see how this caper goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I definitely would like to see how that plays out. I don't know. I think I think Firefly's bond to specs needs to change a little. Ooh. Oh, I agree. Oh, it's evolving. I was hoping for that. I didn't want to like pitch it, but okay. what do you think? How would you frame this? All right. So it says Specs is my my wingman and my best friend. And I think that the part that probably needs to change is the wingman part. Because I think um, that sort of implies that he's always following me and doing what I need for him to do. Like he's my like little sidekick guy, but he's clearly like demonstrating that he needs more um space and the, uh, freedom to do his own thing and develop his own life and identity. So I, maybe, maybe, I don't know if I want to overcomplicate it. Maybe we'll just say that Specs is my best friend and kind of like cut the wingman part of it. Um, but then not change the rest of it. Cause I, he's still my best friend. We're having a fight, but he's still my best friend. And I don't want to like, I don't want to change it too much right now. I wondered, I also kind of wanted to put my mom in for a bond. Please do. Why wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, 100%. Um, my mom is my mom and I, that's like important. And I would maybe just put that. I mean, I, I almost want something like, I always think it's important. I think a lot of people, when they create bond sentences, make the mistake of saying something like so-and-so is my friend, which is great. Or so-and-so is my mom, but there are as a writer, you know, and whenever you're telling a story, you want those details about a relationship that really bring it alive in the mind of your reader, but also your own mind, right? That express the nuance of the relationship. So example, if I wanted to put one for, for Ape and Riptide, I would say uh, bromantic buds with Riptide or, uh, you know, something like that, right? There's like, you guys have a, hey, hey like complicated handshakes with Riptide. In your case with your mom, I might go for something like, um, my mom always supports me, but it scares her sometimes or, but she worries. Yeah, I, I agree, Michael. And I would, I will, I liked what you said about my mom supports me, but it's, but it's scary for her sometimes or she worries. I think that that's a good thing to say. Cool. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll add that bond to your sheet so that it's part of your story. And then that's something that you can lean into when you need a hand from your mom, which of course you will always need. I don't think Ape doesn't have a new line yet, but rest assured, Ape is going to grow and change. Well, you but, can uh, have a you can have a Riptide bromance if you want, you know. Oh, I should take a Riptide, I think. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> you definitely, I feel like Ape is the sort of perpetual teenager 
who has sort of brought out the the like adolescent and a lot of the you know some of the other characters the joy and spontaneity oh there there you go right. that's a very that's a kind framing yes there's definitely it brings a certain quality to the joie de vivre there you go that's the one um all right so with that let's add that one to apes that sounds like everybody got a line today which is amazing and um Thank you so much for playing with me. Everyone at home, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can always play along and learn to create your own heroes, create your own stories. All you got to do is go to patreon.com backslash stories RPG and download today. Hey, and just remember that stories like the podcast, S-T-O-R-I-E-S, patreon.com slash S-T-O-R-I-E-S RPG patreon.com slash stories rpg thanks everybody thank you so much it's been so fun telling stories with you tonight take care bye Bye. Bye. thanks everyone thank you